0: Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to
1: A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Willis, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. We're live here on WYSL on this wonderful Monday. So give us a call if you want to participate in the conversation. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And we are also broadcasting over on WACK. Well, we are... Rebroadcasting on WACK out in New York. So, thank you for being here as well. And we're live on our Facebook page the Kevin Wilson Facebook pages, the Twitter account, the Free Solution Facebook page, and the Free Solution YouTube channel. Wherever you're watching today, thank you for being here. Leave your comments because this is a live show, too. We're talking about billionaires in space. We've had two high profile launches, you know, and, and, and I know Elon Musk is trying to get up there, too. So, Richard Branson went up into to space ish and same with Jeff Bezos kinda of went up into space ish. And uh there's there's a lot of anger at it. Like people are people are super mad that Jeff Bezos used some of his wealth to go into space. Uh, you know, mostly from the billionaire shouldn't exist crowd, you know, the hard lefties who get angry every time someone makes a profit, even if they are making a profit, you know, serving our needs and even if they are contributing to that profit by using their services like Amazon or whatever. You know, and I I see I see a little bit from the right too. You know, I see people who are just they 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 hate Amazon and Jeff Bezos for a bunch of reasons, maybe because they they're just uh you know, populist and they and they hate big corporations or because you know, Jeff Bezos is associated with Washington Post or because they don't they think that Amazon killed small businesses or whatever. I, you know, I, I don't have a big love for Amazon or Jeff Bezos, but, but you know, i, I got to be honest. I think generally Amazon has made my life better. I use it all the time, you know, and, and, and oftentimes to support small businesses too. Some, a lot of small businesses get their stuff on there. This isn't about Amazon itself. This is about going into space, which I think is, is cool. You know, like Tim and I were making fun of this a bit on Friday, right? Because, well, it's easy to make fun of because – Jeff Bezos's rocket, well, it looks a bit funny. Well, we'll leave it at that, guys. You can fill in the blanks. You know what the rocket looks like, and you know it's easy to make fun of. But like, unironically, I I actually think this is cool as heck that private industry is starting to get into the space race. Right? Like, we don't we don't have to only rely on the government to get us in the space to, to do things like starting to explore the moon there, there are private companies that are getting into this you know and this is just 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 a tip this is just the start of, uh, of a private space uh, space race of, of companies who are starting to see opportunity beyond the earth and it's not that there's no risk in this it's not that um, this isn't going to cost a lot of resources in a lot of ways but I think it is cool. You know, you know, I was just watching a video last night about that how there's a company, right now private company, not not a government company, but they are, you know, partnering with NASA on, on certain aspects of this. They're trying to apparently like set up a, a 4G network on the moon. So that when eventually there is lunar colonization, there's going to be communications networks to be able to work together so so they're setting up their they're uh gonna be landing i think on like the south pole of the moon where they think some water's gonna be they're gonna start setting up these like communications towers down there and then you know driving around and testing their ability to work that stuff is awesome and you know what who know? like we don't even know what we don't know about space again because we haven't been to the moon in decades now you know there's there's so much more technology that that we have nowadays there's so many more opportunities that could be out there for resource extraction colonization uh and, and just learning about life beyond our planet so i i'm genuinely excited about this stuff but again there there's lots of uh lots of folks who who are less excited than me that's fine you know be be less excited i think it's cool and and i don't have any problem with private corporations getting. I mean, of course, not not surprising. I'm I'm libertarian, right? Like, why would I have an issue with private corporations going into space? But man, you know, like if Elon Musk wants to go and colonize Mars and he's using his money to do it instead of a government taking money from me and blowing it on a whole bunch of stupid stuff, that's great. He can take his money and do whatever he wants with it. And, and, and in fact, you know, if he's taking his money and and doing something to advance humanity, which in this case. I think he is. I think that that is that is the future is to to get off this planet, you know, to to start exploring other things eventually. Then great. He's not he's not pointing a gun to my head and saying, like, well, you have to pay for this for the good of humanity. And that's what the government does. And it's not to say that NASA hasn't done some really cool stuff. But I think it's great if private companies can see profit in doing this. And sometimes it's not just profits. it It is altruism, too, and, and or or ego. You know, they want to get out in space because they want to be the first ones to do a thing. Great. So now you get all these lefties. So I was like, oh, my goodness, Jeff Bezos spent $5.5 billion to go out into space, and, and that's so much money. And imagine all the other stuff he could have done with it, and he built it on the backs of this exploited corporation, whatever. You know, that's – again, these types of folks, they can't see – how the wealth of capitalism allows people to do that. And, and this is a good thing. They, they would rather, they would rather all of us be a bit poorer than to have people like Jeff Bezos exist at all, for him to be able to make that amount of money. And and an important thing to note about his wealth and also wealth of people like Elon Musk and, and uh, Richard Branson, whoever else, they don't have it in like... I said this right too. They don't have it in like a, a big Scrooge McDuck gold pile in their basement. Like that's not how that works. Like it's not it's all invested in, in capital, in in the stock the wealth of the business that it is that that amount of wealth that like people say that Jeff Bezos has that makes him the richest man on earth the reason why that is is because people value his ownership in Amazon like that's that's what that is same with Elon Musk with with, with Tesla and SpaceX people think that the investments that they've made in the capital infrastructure the talent they brought to that and the future of that ownership because of the, the potential for for profit and growth that's where that wealth comes from. It's not sitting in a pile of cash in their mattress. You can't just take that wealth. You can't just extract it from them because part of the value is that they own it too, that they are, they are doing stuff with that wealth as well. And I know Jeff Bezos, I think, has taken some step back. But you know, he, with, with any of these folks, it's, it's the value, the reason why it's worth so much is because they have added value to that. And in this case, again, they've added value By doing things people like. Amazon does things like get me two-day shipping when I wanted covers for my windows. Something I actually ordered the other day. Or I wanted a new golf set for my brother. Order that. Oh, look, it's coming in two days. That's amazing. It is very cool to be able to do that. They make my life better in a very small way. And it's easy to take for granted all these things that, again, 100 years ago, would have looked like sorcery. Like, what do you mean you can get something from across the country? You can look at a magic box on your phone, say you want something, and have it show up to your house two days later. Don't even know where to start looking for that thing. You have to go find a magazine. You have to write a letter, send in money, and then eventually, I don't know, maybe two months later, you might get that thing. And that was 100 years ago, and that was still a miracle then. 100 years before that, not even possible to get that stuff but the left they they take that for granted they they don't understand all of the prosperity that capitalism brings not just to people like Jeff Bezos but also to people like you and me i don't think amazon's great all the time but i do think the system of capitalism is great is great all the time it is well most of the time you know there's some bad stuff that happens but again capitalism doesn't shoot for perfection it shoots for better than the alternative. That when you give people freedom, you're able to get prosperity and wealth and oh, convenient things. Again, ordering a golf set for my brother. Cool. It was like, say, golf towels and things, not a whole golf set. I'm not that rich. I'm not Bezos rich. But, you know, that type of stuff that makes our lives better in a, in a small way is stuff that would have been out of the reach of kings hundreds of years ago. Everyday things that we can take for granted. So as we continue this show, I'm gonna keep talking about some of this stuff. I want to talk about the capitalism. I want to talk about, you know, could should we take Jeff Bezos's money? Should we tax wealth? Uh and then other risks of going into space too? Because again, it's not risk-free. And not, not merely for the people going up there, but but for all of us. There, there's a risk in doing that. And I'll I'll talk about that and you know, what government should do about it and, and how we prepare for some of those risks. So when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff. Keep talking about the space space race that's now going on among private corporations uh, and a bit more. If you want to participate in this discussion you have thoughts on any of this stuff, give us a call at 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes on A Free Solution.
0: free solution
1: all right welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson your host today thank you so much for joining us again The live here on wysl until 1 p.m give us a call 585-346-3000 that's 585-346-3000 if you want to participate in the discussion or leave your comments online too should, guys should billionaires exist does jeff bezos have too much money did he earn it in a way? And I know there's there's a libertarian critique of some of the stuff too, uh, the, the Jeff Bezos stuff, the Elon Musk stuff. Right? yeah, some government money went into that. I don't like that. I don't like that Elon Musk made some of his money, you know, by getting solar subsidies and stuff like that. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Like, it's not, I'm not crazy about that stuff. Right. Um. But but overall, you know, if you if you make your money by providing a service to folks and and improving your lives, then great. Again, better than. The government extracting money from you forcibly and using it for things like war or for, I don't know, subsidizing a bunch of nonsense. They're taking your hard-earned money to do that. These guys are at least earning it by providing value, by selling a product or service that people like, that people want, that people voluntarily give a bunch of their money to. And I think that is distinct from... Specific criticisms of, of them and how they treat their workers, whatever you know. Again, I think that is, that is a separate discussion, uh, and not necessarily the same discussion of the billionaires shouldn't exist, folks. Right? They, these folks, these, folk, these uh, the 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 most radical type of people who are talking about like you know this type of money is obscene and that you can only get it through exploitation. It's nonsense. These people don't understand economics at all if you think that the only way for someone to make profit is through exploitation it's like you've never been in an entrepreneurial position where if you do something where again you provide something valuable folks you have a talent people like what you do people want to pay for what you do and you can scale that to bring it to a bunch of people then great you're going to make a bunch of money for that you're going to be rewarded that is a good thing. And those incentives are a much better thing than how the government does things, which again, they take money, it doesn't matter how they spend it It doesn't matter. They're not trying to serve any specific person with a market feedback mechanism. So it's not possible it's possible that they can end up wasting a massive amount of money or hurting people or doing things that we don't particularly like or just amassing wealth and power for themselves. That's how the state works a lot of times. And so they, these billionaires they want to if they want to use their money on going into space, cool right if you think it's a waste of money then fine it's it's their money it's, it's less wasteful than what the u s government does uh you know but if if you think like well, what if these billionaires what what could they do with their money instead? could they have given it to uh to feed people could the u s government have taken it in taxation? And that's how you, this, this how these arguments usually go. Well, if they were taxed at a higher rate, they wouldn't have the money to be able to do this stuff. Uh, and therefore, you know, we'd have money to solve poverty programs, whatever. I mean, let, let me tell you something. it's you, You'll see varying estimates on this. But, but basically, if we took all of Jeff Bezos' wealth, it would only be able to run the government for like max like a couple of weeks. Like the government spends so much money, just a crazy, unfathomable amount of money. People aren't good at dealing with big numbers like it, it's hard to fathom what a trillion actually is it is a mind boggling number that human brains weren't like developed to comprehend but the amount of money that we're spending every year since it's so hard to wrap around it, it jeff bezos money only pays for a small fraction of that if you took it from all the billionaires it would not even cover our expenses for a single year and, and we have these people like in congress um and, and Joe Biden talking about how we're going to increase spending and we're just going to tax a little bit more it's nonsense you cannot possibly tax enough to pay for this stuff and every time you do that wealth is destroyed in that process you know i, I can we can we can debate you know what what level of taxation is appropriate assuming you're not one of the the taxationist folks folk. Who, you know and i'm sorry friends i'm not, i'm not totally there uh, on the, the taxation to the theft side, I know you have – I have some radicals to say no level of taxation is justified. You know, I'm – whatever. You know, if you, you want some level of taxation, we kind of got to operate within the Overton window of, of where most people are, right? So you want to have that discussion, right? If I accept that premise, I don't like it, but fine. All right. So we can we can debate what level of taxation is appropriate. But if you have – got to pronounce this word now. Confiscatory policies. Policies were, were basically like the whole goal is to make sure that billionaires can exist, right? Like that destroys opportunities too. I think it would be a shame if U.S. government policy were shifted to the point where people like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, or whoever else is not private, private firms too, where they couldn't create these entities that would do things above and beyond what are possible now, where they can – take the risk, make an investment in a way that would be very risky for a government to do because, well, that is money that sh- maybe should be going towards roads and whatnot. If they're going to take our money, they might as well do something good with it and provide types of services that are difficult for p- private corporations to do. And before you, you your, your road folks go, I, I know private corporations can build roads. It's just that there's a public use problem, a free rider problem, whatever. You know, I'm not going to get into that. But if you're going to do that, you know I can, I can make the argument for it, right? I understand what they're trying to say here. Let them do that then. Let governments do that. And then the space exploration stuff, the stuff that doesn't have an immediate concrete need, let the billionaires do that stuff because it's cool and it advances humanity. And that's the important part, right? Like, it advances technology. Like, some of the stuff that, that SpaceX is doing to help bring Internet to people, getting, uh, you know, all these micro satellites in extremely low Earth orbit to make sure that, like, Internet service can be provided around the world, that's cool. That That's great. And if they're successful, if they launch their thousands of little satellites into space, if they're able to do that, that means that many, many more people, possibly billions of more people around the world will have access to internet services and be able to take that and improve their own lives, connect with other people around the world, sell a product to get information, get an education, whatever. There's still many people around the world who don't have access to reliable internet. If they do that successfully, great. And if they profit off of it, who cares? They're making humanity a better place. Right, but they're making humanity better. They're, making, they're giving more economic opportunity to people by providing value. And if they spend a bunch of money doing it, they take the risk to do that? I love it. And what happens a lot of times is you know, people get in this mindset that only government can do those things. Nonsense. There are opportunities to do this, to, to respond to market forces and to provide value to folks without extractive taxation. And that's what i'm excited to see again not that there isn't risk with this stuff because you know what what could happen too is you know if you if you aren't careful with stuff (laughs) with uh going into space there's this thing called a kessler syndrome where basically uh there's a worry that if one satellite crashes to another it'll create debris stuff that's in low earth orbit they uh it'll just kind of keep going it never really falls it just kind of keeps going around the earth at thousands of kilometers an hour and that can create shrapnel to destroy more objects in space, right? And shut down our satellite uh, system, and, and trap people on Earth. Now, to date, that hasn't happened yet. People are worried that corporations are going to be haphazard doing that stuff, launching too much stuff in the space, create more opportunities for accidents, whatever. To date, only only one one of those things has happened though. It was like a Russian satellite crash, a dead Russian satellite crashing into a a private uh, satellite a few years ago. Um, And it ended up not being as bad as people thought because, again, they're they're worried that this debris will never fall. That's a risk. That's something that could happen. You could get a a careless corporation that that launches stuff up without considering where other objects are and create a crash. That could be devastating. I think there may be a role for governments in helping to prevent that. But I also think that most corporations don't want to lose their assets either, nor do they want to find themselves trapped on Earth. So they're going to be very careful in this process as well. I don't think that this is a private corporations are always going to be reckless type of thing. That That's ridiculous. You know, governments are reckless all the time. As I pointed out with the, uh, the oil or the gas leak in the Gulf of Mexico with the Mexican government, just because it's government owned doesn't mean that they're going to be more careful. In fact, many times they are less accountable than private corporations are. You can hold a specific company accountable for that stuff. A lot of. State-owned entities, they'll say, well, we, we got, uh, what do you call it, uh, state sovereignty, so so we're not going to do anything with it. Nope. You're just stuck. You're just stuck paying for this stuff. Dealing with the consequences of government-sponsored accidents, that's what happens way too often on the environmental level. Now, where it could happen in space, too. But corporations, they, they want to get the they and they also will have a lot of incentive to fix the Kessler syndrome issue if it becomes a greater worry. And people are working on that, right? There are, there are services that are trying to contract government to clean up our space junk because there's a bunch of dead satellites floating up there already. They're just of just spin around and around. you got to clean them up somehow. Contracted governments or private corporations who want a trash-free space so they can get out to the moon, get out to Mars, have their satellites up there, all that stuff. There's an opportunity to make a profit there. But we've got to make sure that governments... Don't get in the way of that. All right, and I, I think I'm running out of time. I thought I heard the music there for a second. <laughs> uh, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, we're going to be back in a few. So, so if you want to call in, participate in the discussion, give us a call 585 346 3000. That's 585 346 3000. We're going to be back in just a few minutes on A Free Solution.
0: Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to SimpleTech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution, or perhaps they just like the fact that SimpleTech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at SimpleTech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals, but don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations a free solution
1: Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us here. We're live on WYSL until 1 p.m. So give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion, 585-346-3000, or comment on a free solution the Facebook page, a free solution the YouTube channel, or the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you are listening today. Appreciate you being here. Quick shout-out down the line to our friends over at WACK out in Newark. Appreciate y'all listening here as well. We're talking about... Billionaires in space. What should we think about the Jeff Bezos stuff? And you know, I, I I was thinking about this all last week. You know, just getting increasingly frustrated with leftists. And then uh, there there's also a, a really great podcast. I'm not. This isn't an ad for anything. I just really enjoyed this. Uh, there's a Andrew Heaton podcast, um, A Political Orphanage, and he he discussed this question where he he talks about the this petition to launch Jeff Bezos in the space permanently. And and he poses the question: If you had the choice of Launching Jeff Bezos in the space permanently, or doubling the wealth of every person on Earth, what would you choose? And he suspects, and I think he's correct in this, that a lot of people would choose to just launch Jeff Bezos in the space. They think that that is where poverty comes from. They think that that Jeff Bezos, people like Jeff Bezos, are, are what makes us poor, instead of doubling the income of every person on Earth. Because in fact, what has happened? In the last several decades, as more and more countries have transitioned away from socialism, not that there's there's some worries here in the U.S., but a lot of countries since the fall of the Soviet Union have transitioned away from socialism and have adopted more free market practices, world poverty has been cut in half. World poverty has been reduced dramatically, more than half. It's, It's been reduced by a ton. We have seen a huge growth in wealth, and again, the wealth gap, continues to grow people like jeff bezos get richer and richer you know and and again to me i I don't care if if that's the case like i don't care if jeff bezos gets richer if my life is richer too if my life is better if i'm able to and i was talking with the producer over one of the breaks am i able to like while i'm grilling realize oh shoot you know what? i need a new grill cover because this one's a mess and i want to make my grill last a little bit longer boop boop tap in my phone and then Wow suddenly a new grill cover comes a couple days later that's a cool thing that's a great thing that that increases you know my you know time I don't have to run to the store look for what I want hope I get the right thing this time no I can keep grilling uh, enjoy my dinner spend time with my family that is a nice thing and I'm able to do that cheaply and effectively and but there's a lot of folks again who who don't think that that should exist at all and those folks don't consider. All of the benefits that free market capitalism brings to us—not that there isn't problems with it, not that we don't have cronyism in the system that we have now—that you know, we can we could talk about the problems all day, but but I don't want to lose sight of the very very cool and beneficial system that we have for the type of folks who are so angry that someone might have wealth that they aren't seeing the wealth that's generated for everyone else or they they're so angry that there's a wealth gap. And you know, and in in the podcast I was listening to, were discussing, you know, whether or not it's like a you know, an old human instinct, right? Like, you know, if you if you and the tribe capture, you know, uh like a, a woolly mammoth or whatever, you know, you you want to share that up pretty equally, right? Like one person shouldn't get all of it. So you have an innate sense of fairness when someone seems to have more stuff than you, right? Is that is that an innate part of human nature to to see inequality as dangerous? Because in a survival situation, it might seem more dangerous, right, when, when one person has a bunch and then someone has a little. But when you're looking at things on the scope of humanity as it exists today and seeing that when you have capitalism, when you have an environment where people are able to be free, to have proper, private property, to generate wealth on their own, to provide to, – to, to earn an income by providing value to folks, poverty is erased. And the other thing that people think is that people think that poverty is caused by capitalism. And whenever uh, – I know I don't, I don't generally want to get into arguments with these folks because like part of me feels like, well, what's, what's the point? But we got to sometimes, right? People think that capitalism causes poverty. No, poverty is the natural state of man. Like we, we have lived – we, as in all of humanity, have lived mostly in poverty for most of our history. Until a couple hundred years ago, like, 99.99% of humans will live in what we recognize as poverty today. Even the wealthiest of kings, as I pointed out, did not have access to things like, for goodness sake, I, you know, so, I saw this in a meme the other day, the, something like vanilla. Like, what we think of vanilla ice cream as plain ice cream now. That is, that is plain ice cream. Vanilla is a spice that is a miracle to get. It is amazing that we have a global network that's able to get spices from anywhere around the world. Vanilla is like this thing from a flower that only exists in certain tropical islands and only blooms for a very, very short amount of time that we're able to mass produce and get anywhere in the world. Something as simple as spices, salt, refrigeration. These are things that we have access to because of the built wealth of capitalism, because of global trade networks, because of of the ability for people to profit from serving others as a miracle, and the people on the left want to take that away. They, they think that, that because inequality exists, we need to destroy those systems, and that is incredibly dangerous, and there are, there are folks on the right who want to take it away, too. You know, There are some traditionalists who who are critical of capitalism and think that we should reframe our state and state actions. And in uh, in a way to limit the ability of capitalism to help us prosper. So I, I don't want to discount the threat that comes from the extreme conservatives either, any more than than the extreme left. And and to be frank, you know, I'm I'm if you are a Democrat who is a small L liberal and and still believes in capitalism, and we disagree on a couple other things, I, I I can get with you on some of that stuff. I, mean, <laughs> I think there there is a difference between. Some of the liberals, and then like the extreme, you know, behead all billionaires left. We can. <laughs> it's it's sad, but but I think there's there's a, a common ground to be had with with some of those folks, at least from where I sit, uh, and, I, and I'm closer to them than than the the trad con right and the uh, and the the radical commie Marxist left wingers that <laughs> that exist out there. I'd rather have those folks as my friends than uh, than some of the others, but. Again, my, my my whole my whole point in all of this discussion is that when you have freedom, when you don't confiscate wealth, you're able to build wonderful, amazing things. Things that I can't even comprehend what space travel is going to look like in the next twenty, thirty, fifty years. You know, I'm not I'm not in that stuff. I don't know, and I don't want politicians to ruin that by either taking away the wealth of billionaires or limiting space travel to government only because there's a lot of governments who just including our own who who just don't have the the imagination don't have the vision don't have the proper incentives to build a space program that is going to to work in the long term you know the the space race in the united states worked because we had the enemy of the soviet union and we wanted to beat them and some people just want to achieve for the sake of achieving which is great but it's really hard to sustain that when you don't have a a motive beyond beating your enemy to get the space or a motive of we just want to do this because it's good for humanity. Well, that's fake. That's vague, You know, but if your motive is, well, we're going to go to the moon, not only because it's cool, but because we can make a bunch of money off of it and then make this a self-sustaining program that eventually we're, we're able to make enough profit to establish ourselves there and to build from that and to explore further reaches of space that is sustainable that is something that can exist long term that it doesn't depend on the political will of a fickle population who could suddenly decide rightly or wrongly well, we're going to cut a bunch of nasa funding and suddenly we're that all this money that we invested in going to the moon well it's not going to happen anymore or we run out of money because well we we spent a boatload of it on who knows that what the heck we've spent it on the last you know couple decades and now there's no more money to go to the moon so well sorry space race is done no, the, if the billionaires, the 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 big corporations or, or small startup, nimble corporations are able to have the freedom to get into space and to start doing cool things with that, we will see massive benefits to humanity that, again, we can't even imagine. I don't even know what it's going to look like. Could you imagine, like, what the world looked like now from the vantage point of the year 2000? Things are... More weird, wonderful, and prosperous than we could have imagined. There's a lot of terrifying things going on, but I'm generally an optimist about this stuff. That when we have freedom, we're also going to open ourselves up to new opportunities to thrive, succeed, and learn. I know, I'm feeling like I, I'm, I've gotten so much... Marxist propaganda from from some of the the folks who are my friends, people in college who are getting sucked into this like socialist mindset of of limited imagination that that I need to fight back against and i and I know I get in these moods every once in a while, but you know what gosh darn it, we need to be we need to be pro free markets all the time and understand how these systems benefit not just the wealthy but me and you and the people who are very, very poor too and help them lift themselves up from poverty. It is possible we have created a better world already by having more freedom. Okay, end of rent. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, We got one more segment after this. Make sure you leave your comments online or give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Back in a few minutes with more from A Free Solution. Oh, free solution welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson host today thank you so much for joining us uh live here on wysl which means that you can give us a call 585-346-3000 that's 585-346-3000 or leave your comments online i do have tim o'connor saying hi our, our friday co-host saying hello from Boiseville, new york um and <laughs> he says he's uh I'm at the famous bread alone location, saving the world with solar power. Well, good job, Tim. Proud of you, buddy. <laughs> saving the world with solar power. Good luck. You know, I I haven't gone on a good. You know, I'm not anti-solar power. I'm not like anti-solar power. It's just I don't think that it's uh, it's gonna save the world. Sorry, sorry, solar power advocates. It, it requires a lot of resources to produce. Still, a lot of land mass to provide enough power in its current form to, and I know Tim, you, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're probably joking, but I'm going to go on a small tangent here. Nuclear power is really the only way to go. Like wind, it's fine. Solar's fine. It's great, but it requires some money to, to dispose of those things properly and recycle them properly. So a lot of times these solar panels, instead of getting recycled, they end up getting in the dump. There's toxic metals. In it. It's, it's, it can be kind of a mess and it's really expensive to do things properly and it requires a lot more ma- land mass than you'd think a lot more materials than you'd think if if environmentalists progressives really cared about uh reducing the amount of carbon pollution in the atmosphere they would embrace nuclear power that's it end of rant <laughs> i'll do i'll do another show on that cuz i got i got some issues with the uh the rochester and and, and other area uh like clean energy initiatives that they're doing where they're trying to force everyone into a a solar and wind based program, supposedly renewable energy and you have to opt out. Um, But there's a nuclear power plant in the region that, that could provide a boatload of the power for this area. And I mean, it does it provides a a good lot of it, but we could be expanding that instead of putting a lot of resources into more expensive solar and wind And or opening up new gas facilities, which are going to serve as backups for the the solar and wind when their capacity drops. Still want to do a whole show on that, but I really want to get the right person in to talk about that. And uh so if you know anyone who who's an, an expert in nuclear power or renewable energy, we'd love to talk to them on uh and send send us an email, contact at afreesolution.com. dot com. All right, so I'm I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. This that that was my, my buffer of shifting gears, but what, for for our last segment I also want to talk about the uh the draft thing, right? So there is a new bill where in the in the new National Defense Appropriation Act where they are now adding women to the Selective Service, where the <laughs> and so, so the draft, right? And it's it's so it's very interesting to see how this is working. Now we we haven't used the draft in a while. Uh, right now, if it as as many of you know, if you are a man and and you want to access certain types of federal services and employment, you have to sign up for the draft. You have to sign up for the Selective Service. Uh, I don't like this. I think that the draft is immoral. I think it violates the Thirteenth Amendment, and this isn't anything uh, against uh, you know serving your country in that way. Um, if if you want to, to uh, serve our country in in the military, great. Again, my my dad did that, um, but I don't think that there should be any draft at all. And I don't think that we're in a more equitable and better world by forcing women in the service should a president ever choose to do that uh, it, it's funny so like the aclu which is while wow, they uh, said that men only registration actually impedes women's full participation in civic life what no it, it can this isn't participation this is coercion what, what the draft means is that if the president or whoever says that you need to serve in the military you need to be given a gun and, and go overseas and, and potentially hurt people that you have to do that or you will be dragged to jail. You'll be thrown in a cage and hurt. No, that, that is a monstrous system. It's my belief that if the government wants to go to war somewhere, if they can't make the case to enough people to actually carry out the war, then maybe we shouldn't be doing that. If it's so unpopular that no one wants to sign up, that no one wants to serve, then that is your signal that we should not be in that conflict. Probably going to be unconstitutional anyway, um, having a conflict overseas. No, the the draft is, and this is radical language, I know rubs people the wrong way, but it is tantamount to slavery. Not the same as chattel slavery, calm down, but it is tantamount to slavery. If you, even if you're getting paid for it, if you are being forced under threat of being thrown in a cage, threatened with violence, if you don't serve... If you don't pick up a gun and go overseas and participate in, in war, if that's what the consequence is, that, that, is, that is, to me, tantamount to about slavery, and it is an ugly system. So forcing women into that is not a better world, saying oh, women, women get to participate in the draft. Nonsense. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's monstrous. And, and, and ACO, you know, sometimes they have good opinions, but man, like sometimes, like, like this type of stuff. Like, ooh, we have more equality because women are going to be uh, forced in, into war too. What? Like, have you have you lost? Your... The, the, aren't they supposed to stand for liberty? The, the the American Civil Liberties Union? Are you kidding me? No, no. We're going to invite more. We're going to have women participate in this system too. That that makes it so you you're compelled to go to the war as well. You know, I, I signed up for it when I was eighteen. You know, whatever. But. I mean, if I could do it again, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would participate in that system uh, just because I I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to have to be forced into war, and I don't think it makes sense to deny people government services if you're going to have those government services based on that. I mean, leave me a comment if you think differently, but what I would love to see— the the so-called progressive Biden administration do is to abolish the draft altogether. We haven't used it in a while. It's too dangerous of a tool to keep around for a president. And again, if we can't convince the American people to sign up and participate in a war, if we're not able to do that, like like we did, even with the last wars, which I'm I'm still against, Afghanistan and Iraq, we didn't have a draft for those, but we, we had people who signed up for that. You know, that's if that's their thing. You want to volunteer for that? Great. We should have. An all volunteer army. It's 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 better uh, from a a liberty standpoint. It's better from a morale standpoint, and it doesn't force anyone to participate in a way they want to. And, and the the progressives making the argument that like not only should we have the draft, but we should expand it and force people into the service domestically too because it brings the country together. I mean, like could you could you imagine like that the mindset where the only way you think you can build. Civic society is by forcing people into service that, that that if you have like common forced labor, that's you know what was going to to make your country stronger. It's ridiculous it's monstrous that's I mean that's that's fascist thinking, but we're getting that from the left nowadays. We get it from the right sometimes too, but but mostly again this is this is a left wing phenomenon where they want to expand service and the other thing. but if you're compelled to any type of service under the threat of violence, under the threat of going to jail. Than that, that is a problem. That's not a free society. It doesn't matter if it's it's you're doing good service locally or you're going to war. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't. I think that we should get rid of the draft everywhere. And we're not a stronger, freer country because of expanding the draft to women. Is a, a false, ugly equality. Okay, that's all I got on that one, folks. Uh, so thanks again for joining us on A Free Solution. Uh, Of course, again, this week, uh, Larry Sharp will be in on Tuesday. I'll be back in on Wednesday. Tim on Thursday. And then both. Well, actually, no, I think Friday might be a Liberty Show day. Might be joined by our friends from the Liberty Show. We'll get back to you on that. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. Take care.